Welcome to the Green Gorgeous Life podcast, episode number two. And in today's episode, we're talking with Susie from Girl Gone Green all about her home birth experience. Welcome to the Green Gorgeous Life podcast, where you can learn from other green babes how to live your green gorgeous life. We'll talk about wellness, green beauty, and natural lifestyle tips. I'm your host, Laura Ellers, wellness coach, YouTuber, and natural living enthusiast. For more information about today's episode, head to laurasnaturallife.com. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, I am so excited to bring you this interview today with Susie of Girl Gone Green all about her home birth experiences and also just chatting about holistic pregnancy in general. I'm actually cuddling my baby, Little Miss Elliot, here on my lap right now and I'm sure that you can hear her making some little baby noises, Um, but I'm assuming if you're listening to a a podcast on home birth and pregnancy, you're going to be okay with that. It's just in this intro, no worries. Um, But anyways, we're chatting all about home birth. I know some of you are definitely interested in it. Some of you may be afraid of it um, or just kind of want to hear somebody else's experience. Susie's had two of them. She also has a ton of natural birth, pregnancy, and baby tips on her podcast and on her blog. So I'll be sure to link all of her information in the show notes. And what I love about this interview is that I actually recorded it with her three days before I went into labor when I was still on hospital bed rest out in San Diego, not knowing how my birth was going to go, but knowing that it would absolutely not be according to my original plan. And my experience has definitely opened my eyes and I have all sorts of new insights on pregnancy and birth that I will be happy to share with you in the future as well as my birth story. But uh, for now, let's jump into the interview with Susie. Welcome back to episode two of The Green Gorgeous Life. And today I have Susie from Girl Gone Green, who I'm sure you all know and love. But if you don't know her yet, you're totally going to love her. She has a blog called Girl, Girl Gone Green. And she also has a podcast where she interviews various wellness professionals too. So she has all sorts of amazing goodies for you from health to green beauty and motherhood. And she also has separate blog posts on both of her home birth stories. She's got a natural pregnancy tips blog post and a holistic baby guide. So Anyways, today we are going to talk about her holistic pregnancies and her home births because I know you guys want to know about that stuff. Um, and I am not having a home birth, so I can't help you out there. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here, Susie. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me. I am so honored and I'm so excited that you're doing a podcast. Ah, me too. <laughs> You'll have to like give me all the tips since this is obviously only my second one. <laughs> no, you you got it, girl. <laughs> all right, so... Let's just dive right in. Um, My first question for you, I know there's a lot of women out there who struggle with fertility or are not sure if maybe there's something they should do to prep their body 
for pregnancy before they attempt to get pregnant. Um, is there anything special that you did to prepare for pregnancy? Yeah, definitely. I took prenatals, which I think a lot of people probably do, or are they think they should start doing, but Mm -hmm. they say like around six months, you should start prepping your body and take prenatals before you want to get pregnant just to make sure you're really not depleted in anything or, you know, your body has like all the vitamins and minerals that it needs. And especially with folate, folate is really important. I know a lot of times you hear take folic acid, which is actually the synthetic form of folate. Mm -hmm. You just want to take folate. if, If that's news to you, definitely look that up. That's a big one. Um, but yeah, make sure your vitamin has folate. If it has folic acid that I probably wouldn't take it then. Um, but that helps like reduce neural tube defects. It really helps with the nervous system, um, for your baby and just, yeah, I, supplements are huge. Um, and I just, I made sure I felt good health wise. Like I wouldn't have a baby probably if, you know, you feel really stressed or if you're just you know, your work, your work life is really busy or, um, I mean, obviously we all deal with stress on a daily, like it's not, we have, we all have stress. We're not never not going to be stressed, but, um, I think there's like better times to have babies. Like I always tell people there's never a perfect time, but there Mm -hmm. are better times. So I think, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So I think just knowing like you're, you feel like you're in a good place and, um, yeah, you're feeding your body like nutrient-dense food. And um, I think having a good like workout routine beforehand is really smart just to make sure your body is, you know, already acclimated. You don't really want to start one once you become pregnant, they say. You want to kind of just continue what you've been doing. So I just made sure that I was like, you know, I had like a lightweight routine and then I had some cardio that I would do and just feeling good. Awesome. Yeah. I know... um for those of you who have chronic illness, because this has come up a couple of times that people have asked me, is uh, how did I know I was ready to get pregnant? And so along those same lines is you definitely want to be feeling good. Yeah. Um, or as good as you think you're going to be feeling. And you can always talk to your doctor about that too. Um, you know, if there's anything symptoms that you have that they'd want to see gone before you attempted to get pregnant. Of course, um, not every pregnancy is planned. So (laughs) (laughs) totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say too, I know that, um, from my naturopath and just different things that I've read, it's important to kind of wait to between babies, like 18 months at least, just so your body can kind of recover that pregnancy. Yeah. And like, you know, you lose a lot of blood, minerals, vitamins. And so, that was kind of important for me with like after Finley before I had my next. So, yeah. Um, okay. So along those same lines, what are your holistic health essentials for during pregnancy? Yeah, this is a, a really big one. Cause you're obviously like have this baby that you're, you know, wanting to make sure that they're getting everything. So again, like I would take my prenatal and, um, always took vitamin D, especially here in the Northwest. We don't we don't get enough sun, unfortunately. And then fish oil, um, vitamin B, especially for energy, and even vitamin B shots. If you have really bad morning sickness or just really low energy, vitamin B shots can really help during pregnancy. Um, and then I would just take a probiotic and lots of protein um, as far as food. 
I noticed that really helped, um, just with like my energy and everything. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that I would definitely second all of those things too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, just eating good and like, um, making sure that, you know, you're getting good food, but I feel like I might kind of change that once you ask me another question. <laughs> At the same time, it, it differs, it differs kind of if you have like nausea and like morning sickness too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And some people I know for me and other people I've heard of is like foods that you used to eat all the time and really liked would make you gag just like thinking about them. And then you could only like literally choke down the absolute worst foods. So yes to be aware of. And if that happens to you, like it's totally okay. Um, you know, it's like a very short period of time and, um, you know, you're totally going to be able to eat healthy again. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I second that. (laughs) So along those lines, I actually found that when I got pregnant, that my, ultra holistic lifestyle did not gel with pregnancy. Like I had to give up supplements that really helped me function. I had to give up my detoxing and my saunas. And also in the beginning, there was like confusion about if green juice and kombucha were okay. So did you... I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Susie was actually one of the first people that like I texted and I was like, I need help. I'm pregnant. What's what's happening? Like, (laughs) what can I have? And um, so did you have to give up any healthy habits or did you have a similar experience? Yeah, I definitely, I remember the kombucha thing with my first daughter kind of, but I still had it because my, my midwife and naturopath said it was <laughs> fine and like so minute, but, um, yeah, with exercise, I definitely, that took a backseat. Um, I mean, I was just really nauseous in both pregnancies. So the thought of like moving just did not gel with me at all. And I mm-hmm. definitely had to just I mean, rest, that was like my biggest thing. I was really tired. And then with the morning sickness and then especially with the second one, I mean, you have this toddler you're like taking care of, plus you're trying to take care of yourself. So I think that really suffered, especially with the second. I mean, I still took a lot of walks and especially in the second half Mm -hmm. of the pregnancy, but I would say the first half was really hard as far as making sure, you know, I was just like moving my body, but I think you have to really listen to how you feel and, you know, just do what makes you feel good at the time, Mm -hmm. because it really is easier said than done. Like when people, I know before they like haven't been pregnant and they're like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like keep working out. And, um, I'm like, good for you. (laughs) But like, it really is hard when you feel like it's hard to explain to people, like how debilitating like nausea is. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's just really crazy. I really don't think that I had actually experienced nausea until I got pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) You can't explain it until it happens to you. And it is horrible. It's just horrible. (laughs) It is. It really is. And that's the thing is like, people don't really understand. They're like, yeah, I've been nauseous before. I'm like, no, it's different. No, you haven't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. 
So let's talk about that. Um, do you have any favorite morning sickness remedies that actually helped you? Yeah, I would say definitely sparkling water. Like I always had to have that on hand, like really cold, bubbly water. That always helped me. And then obviously ginger tea, anything ginger, like Mm -hmm. I definitely found like I didn't want to drink it, but if I did drink it, it would make me feel better. Um, And then eating something before I got out of bed, especially with my first pregnancy, I remember my husband would literally fix me breakfast I mean, he was amazing. Like every morning and bring it to my bedside and I would eat it before I even like stepped like out of my bed because it was like that action of like actually getting up would just always make me want to vomit. And then Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, going to the bathroom. So if I ate something or even if I just like, I would have a bar right by my bed before I would get up or um, even during the night, sometimes I would wake up and I would like feel nauseous. And so my midwife was like, if you wake up in the middle of the night, cause you usually have to go to the bathroom. She's like, just eat something right then. So that way, like you're not going these long stretches without food because I found the best thing was, is if I kept something in my stomach, like every couple hours, then I felt a lot better than if I went like long stretches. Otherwise the long stretches I would end up throwing up. I just, it was too intense. I don't know. Yeah. I found the same thing. Um, and it's like painful to eat, but it's more painful not to eat. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of where I would say like you almost just have what sounds good because, you know, if it sounds good, then at least you'll eat it. And that makes you feel better, even though mm-hmm. like you think it won't, but it does. <laughs> even though it might be gross. Like for two weeks, I literally only ate breadsticks from Rocky Rococo's, which is like a pizza place that we have in the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) And I finally was like, maybe I should tell the drive-through woman that I'm pregnant and I'm not just like weirdly obsessed with these breadsticks every day. (laughs) There's a reason. (laughs) No, it's so true though. Like I remember craving like PF Chang's with my first Mm -hmm. pregnancy, like in a bad way. Like literally, I don't know if it was the salt or what, cause it's like so salty and I don't even eat there at all on a regular basis, but I would like want it all the time. And my husband was like so annoyed cause he doesn't really like it. But, um, <laughs> he would get it for me, but yeah, like things like that, or even like protein smoothies like have helped too, because I feel like they're easy, but like they have good protein in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like Lotus way. I don't know if you guys know, I know you know about it, Laura, but mm-hmm that really helped me. Like they have these anointing oils and I would like put it on my wrist and there was this one called, um, radiant energy and like the smell, I think it has like some sort of like ginger or grapefruit or something, but it would really help if my nausea was kind of just all over the place. Like, I don't know. So otherwise like scents, I mean, I don't like them, but these are more like fruit. I don't know. They're not like scentsy. Like I would think a perfume. I don't know. It's right. I mean, they're natural obviously, but yeah. Yeah. And they're like meant to help you emotionally or physically too. Totally. Yes. Exactly. So did you have nausea like your whole pregnancy or just in the first trimester? Um, I had it with Finley, like the whole pregnancy, like it was just horrible Literally, like, I threw up still, like, two weeks before. And I just oh I threw up all the time with her. It was just crazy. But with Gracie, it was way better. Like, 
Um, I would still get it if I didn't eat like right. I mean, I still had it up until like 20 weeks with her, but then it got way better. But then it would just be like randomly when I would like not eat for a while or something, I would start to feel that like queasiness again. Mm-hmm. So as long as I just ate, like I felt a lot better and yeah, but it was pretty rough with Finley. I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want another baby. Like this is yeah. so intense. Um, and my friend was like, you know, wasn't nauseous at all, like had the best pregnancy. <laughs> and you're just like, what is going on? There's always that friend. If you I are know. the nauseous one, there's always the friend who like has the breezy pregnancy. And you're like, <laughs> seriously, how is this fair? <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Everything goes according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's dive in to the big topic here, um, your home births of which you've had two. And I know this idea is intriguing to a lot of people and also terrifying to a lot of people. Um, so I guess, why don't you just like walk me through a little bit of like how you decided to have a home birth and like decided that it was safe and that you felt comfortable and, um, kind of like dispel some, you know, fears that people may have about it. Totally. Um, well, my sister-in-law had had, um, a home birth and, you know, she didn't have any problems and it was really great experience. And then, um, I just have never liked hospitals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I don't know, like, I don't like needles. I don't, I mean, the thought of an epidural actually scared me more than just like having the baby natural, like me too. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So it wasn't really like, Oh my gosh, I won't be able to do this or that. It was just like, Oh, I'll get to be in my own environment and be really comfortable. And it just sounded like a really peaceful idea to me. Like I was like, Oh, that's perfect. Like I won't even have to like put her in my car or like move. Mm -hmm. I could just go in my shower and then like go in my bed and, and eat um, whenever you want. Yeah. Or like move around. Um, that was like a big one too. And I had interviewed like a midwife, um, kind of before I like decided just cause both my husband and I, I mean, we weren't, I wasn't like, Oh, we have to do home birth like crazy. I just, that was kind of what I was thinking, but I, I didn't want to like put everything in there if I wasn't sure about the midwife or like the whole experience. So after interviewing a midwife though, I, I felt really comfortable. I mean, she was amazing and, um, just kind of helped settle me. And like, I felt like all my questions were answered. Um, so yeah, it wasn't even really, people always ask me and I always think, you know, I didn't maybe spend as much time as I should have, but I've never felt like afraid of birth. My mom gave birth to five of us kids natural and, um, she didn't give it we were at the hospital, but like, still, she never had any complications or never talked about it in a negative way. So I just never had like a bad experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whereas I know some people do. Um, so yeah, it was really natural, I guess. Um, I would say probably like if you are wanting a home birth, just definitely ask a ton of questions and go in with realistic expectations because things can happen. And, um, you know, you know, firsthand, like, you know, it doesn't always go how you think it's going to go. And so just know that maybe like you won't end up having it them at home and you'll have to go to the hospital, but it's okay. Like you're going to get a baby, like either way. Um, 
and never like down people who do hospitals or, or whatever birth centers. I think, you know, birth, whatever way you get a healthy baby is like the best thing, you know? So. Yeah. um, Um, so then did you have to go, you saw the same midwife I'm guessing who delivered, helped deliver the baby like throughout your pregnancy. So like, did she come to your house or did you go to like, did she have an office or something like that? Yeah. She had an office that I went to, um, just like you would for your normal prenatal, like checkups with a OBGYN or whatever. Um, but the, the visits are like way longer, um, like usually an hour long. And so you get to know her, she gets to know you. I mean, that's really the point of a midwife and what makes it so different than a doctor is you're, you know, you're just spending that quality time that really like she gets to know your personality, like your likes, your dislikes. Um, so, you know, she really wants to honor, like, I mean, a good midwife, in my opinion, really wants to honor, you know, how you want to give birth, like things that are important to you. Um, so yeah, I felt super comfortable with her by the time I was about ready to give birth. It wasn't like, Oh my gosh, she was this person. It was like, wow. Like I, I knew her so well. She was a good friend. And what kind of supplies did you need to have? Or did she provide them? Yeah, they always kind of have like a list of things that you need to have, like, um, you know, so many towels and so many, um, like a bulb syringe or like um, washcloths. Um, I have like a bag full of stuff that I just like reuse from Finley. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like a birthing kit kind of. It's not that crazy. I mean, you'll have like gauze and like alcohol, just like random stuff like that, that you might have even in just like a first aid kit or something. Okay. It's a little bit more extensive. I know one thing my husband was like really, really concerned about when I explored doing a home birth is that he was afraid it would be messy. And like, if we did it in the water, like the birth tub might like warp our hardwood floors or there'd be blood everywhere. Or, um, but I've heard it's not messy. No, I mean, it's definitely like they have everything. I mean, midwives are like trained and they always have like, you know, an assistant and then usually someone else is there too. So, I mean, they have like everything spread out. So everything's covered. Like, I mean, you wouldn't even know that they're there. Like, you know, an hour after you had birth, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like everything's cleaned up. Um, they cleaned up everything. Um, there was no sign. It wasn't like, you know, there's blood everywhere or Yeah. No, not at all. So awesome. the great thing. <laughs> Definitely. So um, now I think in some states, home birth midwives can administer some pain medication. I might be wrong on that. Um, but I think in, in general, those of us who want a home birth are planning to do a drug-free natural labor. Um, so now that you've done it twice... How did you deal with the pain during labor and um, anything that you would have done differently with that or tried differently or any tips for anybody who's planning to do a natural labor and is a little worried about pain? Yeah. One thing that was really helpful for me was having my sister-in-law there who like basically walked me through the whole process. So I would encourage you if, you know, you're thinking about a home birth or just maybe drug-free, even at the hospital, I think 
you know, maybe get a doula or someone that can really help coach you, especially with your first one. I think it's so helpful. I can't imagine not having her for my first one. I had her for both, but especially my first, just because you're, you know, you've never done it before, but, um, she just really helped, you know, tell me like, okay, you know, I'm like, there's one coming. And so she would count for me like, and then that would really help me like push through the contraction. And she kind of came up with this analogy where, um, I was like swimming in a boat, but I was paddling with these like, um, oars and she's like, okay, you paddle until the contraction is over. And then once it's over, you can rest. Oh, I like that. And so it like really, and it sounds so funny when like I'm telling you right now, but like in the moment, it just gives you something to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like you close your eyes and it's kind of like, if you've ever read anything about hypnobirthing, it's kind of this idea that you like literally go to a different place, not in a weird way, but like your mind is like focusing so much on one thing that like your pain is kind of diminishing a little bit because you're not focusing on the pain. And so Um, that really helped me is like having kind of a word picture in my head. Um, and then also just movement. Like I had an exercise ball that I would bounce on that helped a lot. Um, and then just different movements that my sister-in-law would have me get in and then she would like rub my back or I would tell her like, it's, you know, there's a lot of pressure there. Like, can you push there? Or, um, that helped. Cause I know in a hospital room, like you can't really move, which I just cannot imagine. I wouldn't want to give birth naturally if I couldn't move (laughs) because the position when you're laying back is the most uncomfortable position you can be in. Yeah. I know definitely some hospitals do restrict you to your back. Um, I actually just talked with my doula yesterday and she said, even with a light epidural, if your hospital allows it, there are still different positions you can go in, but like you can't get out of bed, but you could at least not have to be on your back. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> being, <laughs> being on your back is what you see in movies, but it's pretty much the worst position to give birth. <laughs> yeah. It's so uncomfortable. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. um what what was your favorite position or did it differ with each girl um I think my favorite is like leaning on my couch and so my elbows are like on my couch and I'm like bending over kind of like you know like you're putting all your weight on the couch and your legs are out like a dog kind of (laughs) yeah I can totally envision that um yeah I mean I literally had like Gracie like that. Like it was just so much more comfortable. And I think, you know, you're just trying to find like relief kind of towards the end. And I mean, towards the end, there's really nothing you can do. (laughs) Um, but the thing is, is I always tell people this, when it gets to the point where you feel like it's unbearable, then you know, you're going to have the baby. And so you are like there. Then you're almost, you're at the finish line. Yeah. So it's amazing. Awesome. Okay. So Did anything unexpected come up during either of your births or pregnancies? And how did you handle that? Um, I wouldn't say that I I hate to say anything like it wasn't really major, but um, with Finley, like she wasn't tucking her head. And so the midwife was like trying these different um, things to try to get her to tuck her head a little bit more. Sure. But um, she wasn't. And so that's just ideal for like pushing them out. So that like their head is tucked when it, they, when you push them out, it's easier. 
it's like a smaller surface area for for to come out right yes yeah so like she ended up having to cut me a little bit before I pushed her out um I mean I didn't feel anything obviously like they numb you but and it wasn't like anything major as far as a cut but still um I mean, it was a little bit like, okay. I mean, at the time, I just wanted her out of me. So yeah. I was but like, I'm sure oh. it wasn't in your plan. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, it's hard because I asked her afterward. I was like, oh, is that like a big deal? And she's like, not at all. Oh, good. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like, how was my labor, my birth? Was it? And she's like, boring. that's what you want yeah and so I think it's hard sometimes because obviously everyone has different stories and I don't know and and my birth wasn't even that long it was like nine hours which for a first one isn't that that much but um but I think yeah like obviously no one really wants to get cut the first time but um she was amazing um suturing me up so it was that was good Yeah. yeah Um, any tips for handling like unexpected things or, um, just kind of try to roll with it when they happen? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would just say roll with it. And then also, you know, I just think we always have this like envision of like what the movies, you know, pretend birth to, to be like, or being pregnant or just all those, I don't know, crazy things. And I just think that you have to go in with like, not like a crazy expectation level of what everything's going to be like, because you just never know. And, you know, it, it's harder, like when you go in with all these expectations, because then if something does happen, you know, it seems like a downer when in reality, like it's just your own story of like how you brought this baby into the world. And, And like I said, the best thing is like, you get a baby at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. And so Um, you know, I think if you can just like learn from the lessons along the way and not get bogged down by like, it's not according to your plan. And I know it's easier said than done. Trust me. Like I'm a planner to a T, but, (laughs) but like, I've even learned myself, like, you know, you just can't plan everything and like life happens and, you know, you have to just kind of take it for what it is. I mean, everyone goes through things and, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, I mean, it would be hard to be in your situation too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, but like, I think just like with birth, it's like, you know, no one has like a perfect story. I think there's always something that, you know, could have been better. You wish it would have been differently, but at the end of the day, like I wouldn't trade anything for like Finley and Gracie, you know? So totally. So, um, I did not prep you on this question. It just came to me. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so before we move on from the home birth, what would you say are like the top three best parts about having a home birth? And then do you think there's any certain type of person or personality that would be more suited for it or who like would totally not be a good candidate? Yeah, I think that the top three reasons for me, like just being comfortable in my own space, like I'm kind of a germ freak and just like my own things, like my own environment. Like I know that there's nothing that's toxic. I'm trying to think of a better word, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like it's my own space. So 
I love that. And then I loved being able just to, I mean, I literally was in the bathroom over the toilet. Like while I was birthing, I was in a tub. I mean, I was on my couch. I think, um, all of that, like I was, you know, sitting and talking with my mom while I was like having contractions and eating. I mean, it's just like, I can be anywhere. I like got a ton of stuff done while I was having contractions. Um, so just being like productive and not feeling like I just have to sit there in a hospital room and wait for this to like kind of happen. Mm -hmm. I like that too. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like they come to you. So like, um, after I have the baby, like I can just stay there. I don't have to get in a car or anything. And then, um, I get to go to sleep in my own bed and she gets to go to sleep in her bed. And then, and like, you're not woken up every two hours. <laughs> exactly. And the midwife comes back to you the next day. Like I don't even have to leave. Um, I mean, she comes back several times after that, but I think that's great. Cause I can just rest and I don't have to think about like, I don't know, getting ready and like everything. They yeah. help me take a shower. Like it's just so nice. Awesome. Um, and then anybody, is there any sort of like personality that you think is more suited or like probably wouldn't have a good experience or kind of depends on your preference? I mean, I think probably if you're really into Western medicine, you shouldn't have <laughs> um, I know several friends who like, I mean, we both, you know, agree to disagree. Like they would never have a home birth and I would never and they probably wouldn't be drawn to it. Yeah. They're just, it's not for them. And like, they want everything done for them. Like, as far as like, you know, give me the epidural, like the minute I have pain and they just want to not have to think about like anything kind yeah. of. So everybody wants the experience that they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know that you have interviewed um, Dr. Jolene Brighton because I listened to the interview. <laughs> um, and it's a two-part interview on um, Susie's podcast. And it's all about taking care of your body postpartum. And this doctor has a book called Healing Yourself Naturally After Childbirth, which I bought basically immediately and read within like an hour. Like it's so good and like to the point. And not yeah. a bunch of fluff because obviously you have no time after you have a baby. And if you're having an issue, you want to go like, what do I do for this mastitis? And you flip right to the page and it's there. So <laughs> definitely we'll be linking those podcasts in the show notes because they were so, so good. Um, but Susie, what are your tips for postpartum recovery and life with the new baby? Yeah, I was going to say, definitely listen to the podcast and get the book because she's amazing. And that's kind of her whole point about the book was she wanted it to be to the point because she feels like so many books are like extra fluff. Ugh, um, so yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the big thing she wanted to like kind of portray. But yeah, I would say like with a new baby, I mean, you just have gone through so much. Like your body just went through a whole new thing, like traumatic experience. You birthed the baby and then you're exhausted. Like your hormones are everywhere. And, you know, you have this baby that it's like a whole new world, especially if it's your first time. And I just think you have to give yourself a break. Like I found for myself, especially having the second, like I knew kind of what to expect a little bit more. And especially with blogging, um, 
I just took a break. Like I didn't vlog for like, I think six weeks or something. Um, and I mean, I still would like Instagram, but not even as much as I do now, probably because I just wanted to like enjoy my time with, with her, but I also just knew that I needed to like not have stress and just focus on like, you know, recouping and then, um, being with my baby and not feeling like I had to do like all this other stuff. Um, because it's a lot at first, like you have a baby that's crying, you know, and then you're having to hold them and you're waking up multiple times during the night. And so you're not even all there. Like you're really tired. And I mean, it's just enough to get through the day, like let alone try to do like extra things. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think one thing too, is a lot of times people think they're going to want all these people to come over after they have the birth or the baby. But I found for me, like, I liked it when I had like at least a week, um, just to kind of like enjoy recoup and, and feel like I had to like, I don't know, even when people come over to my house, I still feel like I have to like host them. Mm -hmm. And so that just took the pressure off of me. Like I felt like I could just enjoy being with my kid instead of feeling like, okay, people are coming and I know they want to see the baby, but like it ends up me feeling like the house isn't cleaned. I have to like get up and do things, even though people they're like, don't move. It's just for me, like that always added more pressure, even though I probably didn't need to add that to myself. Um, and then I would just say like, rest whenever you can, like if the baby's sleeping, then you should sleep because the first time even I didn't do that. I remember I was like, kind of, you know, you're kind of excited and like, you're on like cloud nine for the first week, just cause you had a baby and, um, everyone's like congratulating you. But, um, then you kind of like hit this like wall because you're so exhausted. And so I just say like sleep when they sleep that way, like you're not building this like complete, you know, emptiness of like no sleep at all for however long. And plus you're so tired from giving birth anyways, like your body needs rest just from that whole experience. Um, and then let people do things for you. Like that's a huge one too. My mom always stayed with me a week after each baby. And that was huge. And I remember feeling so bad. Like she was doing my laundry. She was cooking me dinner. She was like changing the baby, like doing so much. But really it's so good because you can just like enjoy your baby during that time and not have to think about any responsibility. And I think that's really big because, you know, once, once you don't have help, then it goes back to like, okay, I'm not only like a mom, but I'm having to like do dinner and you know, do like the normal stuff around the house and just can be kind of a lot. And you, you don't get to enjoy just like that, those first few moments of just like, Oh, I'm a mom and like, just enjoy your baby. So, um, I know that's probably a lot. Hey, it's all good stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I, I would say just like be easy on yourself, especially with uh, mastitis. A lot of times it can be brought on because you're too active right away after birth. And a lot of moms are like, you know, after they have the baby, they're like, okay, second day they're up and like trying to do stuff. And that's so not good for your body. You should definitely take like a week and just like sit on the couch and like do nothing or sit in bed and like just be with your baby. Um, I know in Asian cultures, they actually don't even get out of bed for like a month after they have the baby. Like People. Yeah, I read that like 40 days or something. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we need to take a little bit more cues. Like we're, you know, practically going back to work or whatever. Yeah. And 
I think that's a lot of times why we have issues is because we're not taking the time to just like rest. And Dr. Jolene really goes into like all of that in her book, but um, I think that's really important, especially for your body to like reset and just recuperate. And then um, the last thing I would say is just to um, have like a routine. Like once you kind of get past the resting phase, like I think it's important, especially your first time around just to have like, a little bit of a routine because it can kind of be monotonous um, the first few months because you feel like you're just feeding this baby all the time and like you're just like a cow that's like a pretty <laughs> milk and and you're home a lot because like especially if you have the baby in the winter like you know there's a lot of germs going around and and plus you just I mean you're not going to take a baby like a brand new baby everywhere so um, and especially with two I felt like I was home more because I had two. Um, so I think it helped just establish in a routine because then you kind of have like something that you just have like consistency every day and knowing like when things are going to be done and kind of feels like you're going to work in a way, which for me helps not like mm-hmm. work in a bad way, but just knowing that like you were productive, I guess for me, like being productive is like a good thing. It makes me feel good. Me yeah. So I think I like every mom needs that, you know? Definitely. Because I mean, if you're home and you feel like you're just resting and feeding and I'm sure that it's easy to feel like you're not being helpful or productive and yes, it's just, you're being helpful and productive in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say just get some sort of routine established and, um, yeah, even, even a routine of like, I would, always know like, okay, once Sean gets off work, like I know then at this time he'll like take her for like an hour or so I can go take a shower, do whatever. So just like things like that, even where you just know that you'll get a break or if you need one yeah. or take a nap or whatever. So. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So anything we didn't cover that you think, um, our listeners would want to know? Um, I think one thing I was thinking about is as far as home birth goes, I think a lot of times people are nervous about having a home birth because they, they think it's not as safe as having a baby at the hospital. Mm-hmm. But I think that, well, I shouldn't say, I think, I know that's not true necessarily. Like midwives actually, I mean, you should make sure you interview your midwife and ask her all these questions. Um, they have a ton of resources online too. You can just type in like midwife questions to ask if you're unsure, but um they like have, I mean, heart rate monitors now. I mean, they have everything that you would possibly need. Like the one thing my midwife didn't have was like the pain meds, which, because I wasn't going to have them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, it's not like, I think a lot of people think it's like almost medieval now, but it's really not. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like you're at home though, versus a hospital. Um, and if you also don't feel like you want to commit to a home birth, like that doesn't sound like something you want to do, or maybe you just you don't want to like go somewhere still, you should try a birth center. Like that's another great option. Um, that is just like kind of a home birth, but, um, you know, you kind of have, you don't have to feel like you have to open your home to people or whatever. And it's, it's a little bit more comfortable than like a hospital, I think too. Yeah. And some of them look like they're almost like a spa. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially the tubs. Yeah. I I mean, I want to give birth in a spa and have like my baby just like swim out of me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) 
That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all of your pregnancy and home birth, natural birth tips. Um, I will link all of those relevant blog posts and podcasts in the show notes. And if you guys want to find Susie, um, she's at girl gone green girl with a U instead of an I on Instagram, girl green.com and the girl gone green podcast. Of course, I'll link all of that stuff too, but If you want to follow her, that's where to find her. And thank you so much for coming on, Susie. This was some really great perspective about all of these topics that I know a lot of women want to hear feedback on. Thank you for having me, friend. I loved it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Susie. And if you wanted to discuss this topic further, Make sure you are a member of the Create Your Green Gorgeous Life Facebook group, which I will link in the show notes, or you can head to laurasnaturallife.com and click join the community. Also, let me know what kind of topics you would like to hear about next. And if you liked the show, be sure to leave a rating in iTunes. It would totally make my day.